Y'all know we we've, we've been we've been at this about six months now. We're rocking and rolling, man. It's gonna be a year before we know it. Um, obviously, everybody is aware of the state of our nation at the moment. Uh, and you know, the Lord is the answer to every single problem we have. We as humans always seem to get in the way and uh, do things and pull ourselves in, into things. And um, But the Lord has all the answers. And if there's nothing we're learning through where, where we're going through this series, in a sense, is that really it's all about the Lord. Uh, and if you learn His ways, have the knowledge of the Holy One, uh, it can bring you an inner peace and an inner strength. Uh, the whole world is going to throng and toss to and fro, push and pull on us and everything in it. But Jesus Christ is an anchor for our soul. Soul being mind, will, and emotions. Um, and I think that, that, that is interesting. Uh, so we have been climbing this list. Are y'all alright today? Praise God, we're in the house of the Lord. Um, man, and the world keeps turning, and the devil's out there, and he's alive. And, uh, here we are. Still praising God, still pushing through, right? Through many toils and snares. So we are on the fruitful growth of faith. And we have now arrived to the day of reckoning. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, hey, it is what it is. Uh, but there is a certain place in the kingdom of God uh, where we exercise self-control. Uh, and that is part of this growth. Um, so we are going to be dealing with the subject. Did y'all get the picture? He's got a, his head on the side, but you turn it on, right? Self-control. It's a control. Okay. Praise God. So that was slick. I like that, right? Get your head on, right? Um, I really hope uh, everybody is doing good in their walk right now and uh, trying to pursue and grow in, in, in God. The most effective thing you're ever going to do is consume this word. How many knows the word is like a two-edged sword? And it pierces the hearts. There's nothing more effective than the word of God, I'm telling you, when it comes to a human being and his control, self-control. Uh, the, the Bible even says, Jesus says, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Uh, and I don't know about you, but we need a little more spirit and a little more life. You feel me? Um, so let's start this journey about self-control. Number one, um, how many like this subject? Self-control. We absolutely need it. And you'll understand... Uh, the truth is, self-control is for your own good. Uh, it's, you know, an interesting thing. Like, we always think that God is, like, trying to get us to uh, do a whole bunch of stuff for his good. But the truth is, self-control is for your own good. Uh, and I do want to start in Scripture. And I'm going to read two Scriptures to you from Proverbs because... This will preach all by itself. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32. Better a patient person than a warrior. One with self-control than one who takes a city. I'm going to read that again because that's powerful. Are y'all with me? This is Proverbs. Y'all with me? The book of wisdom, right? It says, better a patient person. Than a warrior. Now this is a king speaking. Better is a patient person than a warrior. One with self-control. Than one who can take a city. 
That'll preach all by itself. Uh, so basically Solomon is telling us that it is better to have somebody with self-control on your team than somebody who can uh, take over a whole city, right? Self-control is a very, very powerful thing. We don't realize it yet, but even Paul uh, spoke uh, in depth about the flesh and the spirit and their contrary nature to one another, right? And he's, he's saying the things that I will to do that I don't do, right? And he's talking about his attempt to keep the law apart from Christ. Uh, and, and we deal with this subject continually. How many wants to know? Have y'all ever uh, attempted to bring your flesh into subjection and failed miserably? I mean, trust me, you ain't alone. Uh, this is a war. As a matter of fact, the greatest fight you will ever fight is the war against yourself. And it's true, man. Uh, and I got a wise quote for you real quick. Strength is the ability to conquer others, but true power is the ability to conquer yourself. As we exercise ourselves to godliness and grow in the fruitful growth of faith, we begin hitting these subjects like self-control. Uh, but I want to read the, the definition behind it. And it's uh, G1466 in your Strong's Concordance. I'm going to attempt to say it. Are you all right with that? Incratia. Uh Which I found was very interesting because that word crate is uh, the same as in Cosmocrator, which is uh, uh, in the list of angels that Paul mentions of Ruling powers. Uh, in Kratia, G, which is Greek, 1466 in your Strong's Concordance, it, it means having command or mastery over or control over one's own behavior. To harness one's energy to assert power over or management of one's own actions over one's desires Lusts, thoughts, emotions, and feelings by way of one's determination or will. Mastery or dominion. How many have ever heard the word dominion to rule over? It's a powerful word, right? The truth is, uh, also, uh, Proverbs chapter 25 Verse 28 says this, and I want to read it real quick. Like a city whose walls are broken down is a person who lacks self-control. And the thing about the world we live in, if you don't practice self-control, this world will control you. And I'm going to read this proverb again. Proverbs chapter 25 and 28, or verse 28. Like a city whose walls are broken down is a person who lacks self-control. So uh, Proverbs is comparing uh, your body to a city. And a person who doesn't have self-control, it's like a city with its walls down. It gets overthrown easily, right? Uh, and, and all of these are very interesting Proverbs, and when you dwell on them, they develop a certain understanding, and you come to see in them that there's more to the Christian life than just being saved, right? You, you come to understand that Jesus Christ being a hope and an anchor for your soul means the whole world is going to be tossing like waves and pushing you back and forth, but you have an anchor that keeps you, Right? And this is what we need to be pursuing in our Christian growth is add to your faith virtue, which is moral excellence. You need to have your resolve of what is what what is right and what is wrong. Because I'm going to tell you, the flood will come. Uh, the waves will come. And there's not always going to be a time where you can discern very quickly and easily 
what to do at the right time in the right place, right? But if you have your uh, virtue intact, you have your self uh, moral guiding principles, your I will and I won'ts figured out, you're going to help navigate yourself through a storm in those things. Are y'all with me? Y'all understand what I'm saying? Alright, so when it comes to the scriptures, I want to start with uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. If you want to go with me. Uh, like I said, this is not my favorite subject, guys. But I found it a very necessary one, especially in our day and time. 2 Timothy chapter 3 Verse 1, and I will say this, I also came to a place to where, after studying this, it really made me ready. Because I really wanted to begin exercising myself to godliness, right? And, and taking this, this thing serious, you know? Bringing my flesh into subjection when it comes to its desires, its passions. And it could be anything that controls you. Are y'all with me? Anything in this world can control you. You just don't realize it. Uh, a lot of things you like just by natural habit actually has control over you instead of you having control over it. Right? Uh, I mean, a lot of things. Um, and we just have to be aware how deceptive the flesh is because it, 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 it will pull you into things. And before you realize it, it's got control over you. And you need to understand self-control and be disciplined in yourself and bringing yourself to a place of self-control. And let me tell you, I'm in this fight with you, right? Uh, dude, I'm just a man like you, which means uh, I have the same pull. It's a battle to be fought, but it's conquered in the Lord. Are y'all with me? 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. And uh, the reason I wanted to go here because... This is uh, displaying the times of the end and saying that there's a pattern that will emerge among people. And this pattern is one that we find in our day and time. Absolutely. Uh, and it says, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. Men will be lover, lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good and traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. But I want you to realize that he's saying, this is Paul speaking, in the last days, these, uh, these turmoil of times will come. And men uh, will be easily defined by these characteristics rather than following the pure doctrine of Christianity and rising in the fruitful growth of faith. Add to your faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, self-control, right? Uh, and really... Self-control, without self-control, it's debauchery. It's uh, the indulgence of the flesh, right? Uh, and I'm telling you, man, this is one that um, is tough. And we're dealing right now with physical things, but I really want to bring you to another place of spiritual things emotionally and thoughts. Because really, you know, a thought is, you know, as a man thinketh, so is he, right? So this war really starts... In the mind, like Joyce Meyer says, right? The battlefield of the mind, right? Uh, if we continue to put the word in our mind and in our hearts and <coughs> guard our eyes and our mind from everything in this world, we're going to have more success in walking with God. This is so important. You know, we get so lazy in the flesh and we... Uh, watch TV all day. We let our, our ear gates down and our eye gates down. Uh, I mean, social media killing us. Hello? Are y'all not seeing the uh, the wave of 
information being put put into people's heads, and it's like it's a stir crazy, and uh, you know, you see emotions rise up and fly everywhere, and people are fighting with each other here and there, and it's really like, man, this world would have been a better place without social media altogether. Something that was supposed to bring us all together is actually effectively dividing us. Very effectively. Am I wrong or am I wrong? Or am I right? Y'all with me? Exactly. Making sure you're paying attention. Uh, You know, so really, you know, guarding your eye gates and your ear gates is one of the most uh, important things with walking with God. Because everything is coming into your mind as a seed, right? And everything you're letting your eyes see, you got your guard down. Are y'all with me? And it begins developing patterns in your mind. Once you take this uh, uh, trajectory, you got to understand that, that Paul and uh, they all explain it. And, and James says it like this, that it's desire that conceives and breaks forth sin. So the real uh, Christian thought on this is that we break, bring every thought captive into the obedience of Christ. And let me tell you something. That ain't an easy task. But when we're talking about the things of God, we need to understand that God has prepared a way for us to walk with Him. We experience it on this end like, man, this is hard. But it's really about putting all your attention, all your focus, and all your energy into the kingdom of God. And if you're busy in the kingdom of God, you have less time to be busy in the kingdom of the devil. Are you, are you with me? Um, number one, so we're going to get to the fact of being able to uh, guard your eyes and guard your heart and guard your mind. Because without this guard, guess what? You're a city with its walls broken down. You have to intentionally guard yourself. Are you with me? And that's why, you know, Facebook is so innocent and so destructive at the same time because you don't know what's coming up. You know what I'm saying? You're just scrolling. Next thing you know, you're involved. Man, you're reading this thing for four hours and doing, you know, it, it starts with the seed. So whatever you're putting in your mind is dangerous. Are you with me? And let me tell you something. People have effectively figured out how to manipulate you by your emotions. This is real science today. In order to get you to buy stuff, they fill your head with with these ads, with these uh, uh, things, right? So this is the new world we're, we're entering into. Everything is ran by data. They have learned the psychology of you, and they're using that against you. And we just sit here and do it anyway. They go, well, it's not like me. Oh, yes, it will. Uh, this is the, 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 the world we're, we're coming up in right now. Our kids are coming up in right now. Uh, dude, they're, they're selling cars now. Everything has listening devices. Why? Because it's all about money. Right? So they're using uh, everything they're putting in your mind, and then they're throwing up an ad. They hear you talking. Then they'll throw up an ad so you'll go buy something, right? Am I right or am I right? Are y'all with me? I'm not, I'm not trying to go down this route. I just happen to end up there. It just happens. So, number one, we need to be wise about everything we're doing. Because there is an enemy who seeks to devour. Right? Alright, so let's, skip, let's get out of that. Uh, I want to go to James chapter 3, verse 1. Because this is a very interesting thing. And you're going to learn in your life, uh, if you haven't learned it already, about your mouth. Are you with me? I know you are with me. You ain't got to say amen. I know you're with me. How many, how many of you uh, knows your mouth can get you into a lot of trouble? Uh, and how many knows your emotions are a gasoline to a fire that is kindled by your mouth? So if you don't learn to effectively rule over your emotions... Man, you're going to have a world of trouble. Uh, and I'm telling you, you know, Peter, look, dude, Peter was like this, man. He always jumped first, always spoke, always, you know, and that is 
man, that is part, man, that is part of being a human. Some people are more straightforward. They speak loud, quick, and then they apologize later, right? And then there's the other people that are more reserved, and that's not how they are, right? But then they, they blow up like Jay over here, and he's about, about ready to hit you in the head with something. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't think Jay would ever hit anybody in here. Praise God. Uh, so what am I saying, man? There, there's several things right now I want you to pay attention to when it comes to self-control. Number one, your thoughts, your eye gates, your ear gates. I'm going to tell you two things uh, about Joseph and about Cain in a second. But your eye gates and your ear gates, what you're letting in, what you dwell on, right? That's a big deal. Then your mouth and your emotions. Are you with me? Um, James chapter 3. I still ain't made it there, y'all. I keep doing that. James chapter 3. Listen to this really quickly, guys. My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. Praise God. Aren't y'all glad y'all are out there? I feel you. Um, for we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits into horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large, are driven by a fierce wind, they are turned by a very small rudder. Everywhere... The pilot desires. Even so, here we go, y'all. The tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body. That's scary. And sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. That is some strong language in talking with the tongue. Now, I'm going to tell you, uh, I have been a more of a Peter side of person in my lifetime. You know, quick to speak, slow to listen, the exact opposite advice of what James gives, right? But we got to be quick to listen and slow. To speak. And one thing I figured out about our emotions is when your emotions get stirred up, if you don't, if you can control your tongue from speaking, those emotions will subside and you can proceed with peace. You understand? Sometimes the wisest thing you ever said was nothing. You feel me? <laughs> Truly. Why? Because when you're led by your emotions and your Mouth is just an open gate, uh, and it just says whatever comes out. Man, you're setting a world on fire, and it's kindled by your tongue, and you're causing yourself problems. And I'm speaking to me. I know all about it. You feel me? So remember this. Cain really let his emotions take the best of him. Do you all know who Cain is? Cain and Abel. Uh, you know, so truly God comes to Cain and he says, uh, what does he say? He says, sin is crouching at your door. You should rule over it. Dominion, right? Sin is crouching at your door. What sin was he talking about? Jealousy and emotion, right? He was led by his emotions, right? Can y'all see that? But God said, you should rule over it. You should have dominion over it. Are y'all with me? So we know the story. His emotions led him to death, right? His emotions led him to do something he probably regretted afterwards. And the punishment from God was pretty severe. Are y'all with me? So I wanted to point out Cain for this very reason. That God warned them, hey, get your emotions in check. Sin is crouching at your door. 
but you should rule over it. And, uh, you know, I also want to talk about Joseph. How many know the story of Joseph? Praise God. Uh, so I'm not going to tell the whole story of Joseph, but just know this. Uh, he was sold into slavery by his brothers. He had every right to be mad, angry, all those things. But he didn't. He just kept serving the Lord, right? Um, then uh, he actually gets to a place where God raises him up in the top of his house at Potiphar's house, right? And uh, so he's good. He's, he's fine, right? Uh, and then Potiphar's wife tries to sleep with him. And he darts out the door, right? Are you with me? This is very important concerning his destiny. Are you with me? And if you don't know the story, he darts out of the door, and then he gets arrested for doing the right thing because she accused him of trying to rape her, right? Are you all with me? Let me tell you something. If he would have never went to prison, if he would have never done the right thing, that would have been the ensnarement that stopped him from reaching the palace because it was the very thing that caused him to go to prison, which seems like a bad thing, right? But it was from the prison that he rose to the palace. Now, I'm going to tell you what Joseph, I guarantee you, was not doing. Joseph was not sitting there looking at Potiphar's wife thinking, wow, she's hot. I'm telling you right now. I got to remember, you know what I'm saying? That thought was funny. Huh? It wasn't funny. All right, so, uh, you know, I'm just telling you right now what was in his mind, you can see in his actions. He had an ironclad resolve to not transgress against the Lord. And he understood how to control his thoughts. Because let me tell you something. If that would have happened and that's what was in his mind, this thing would have went a whole other way. Are you all with me? Um. So what I'm telling you is sometimes you have to set your what I will do and what I'm not going to do way before you even get close to the situation, right? That's your strength, right? You have to have your uh, virtue intact, right? Most people don't have virtue intact. That's why they get caught and entangled in so many different situations. And then they're tossed to and fro because they really don't know what they stand for or what they believe in. A lot of the time they're just... Running with the crowd, either way it goes. You know, it doesn't matter where it goes. They're just going. You you see what I'm saying? Because they don't have a uh, an ironclad resolve. They don't have their uh, moral excellence in check, right? So it's funny. Add to your faith virtue, right? Moral excellence, right? Knowledge. And then knowledge, self-control. Uh, and self-control is something we can practice. And, uh, you know... Paul, he practiced self-control continually and says, I died daily. He didn't say I died and when I first got saved. He said, I died daily. Are y'all with me? Uh, I'm just trying to bring us to the real deal, Christianity, and let us grow in the Word of God and what it says about our Christian life. Right? Uh, so number one, you need to guard your eye gates. You need to take your thoughts captive. Right? You can you have control over that. As soon as a thought comes into your mind, you need to be slick enough and wise enough to catch that thing. You gotta pray, pray. You gotta read the Bible, read the Bible. You gotta turn on praise music. Do it. Are you with me? I'm just telling you, man, this stuff is gonna be powerful for you. I've been tossed to and fro by a thousand things. Uh but I learned some things that become a practice of my life that have given me strength and resilience in a lot of situations where I never had it before. Uh, and that's meditating on the Word. That's uh, listening to praise music instead of gangster rap. You know, that helped me out a lot. Y'all with me? Because what you let come in your head, you get this mentality. Or am I wrong or am I right? You know what I'm saying? If you listen to R. Kelly all the time, you're going to have some problems. You're going to probably have some marriage problems. You're probably going to have a lot of problems. Are you with I mean, Seriously. You have to be mindful of what you're putting into your mind. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. Just too much, too real? Okay. Praise God. I'm just trying to help you because I know. 
Uh, and that's another thing, man. You can't even turn on the TV. You can't watch a movie. You can't, you can't do anything without the enemy on full front trying to overload your mind with garbage. Are you, are you with me? Man, this is a time to be vigilant. Man, you look at this world out here and you see everything that's going on. Uh, dude, we need to be strong in the Lord. <laughs> we need to learn how to walk with God, even if it's alone, in very hard situations. And when the whole world is swaying back and forth, we need to gain our anchor and, and lean on Him and know how to be in this earth. Are y'all with me? All right. You know, Paul the Apostle was like a master of controlling his emotions. Paul would have never gotten as far as he did if he did not exercise himself and control his flesh, right? He puts it into subjection, right? Uh, And this is part of this growth. If you want to work for the Lord, you want to do things for the Lord, I mean, this is where we're going, me included. I gotta get. I had to get back in the fight, man. Like I'm getting bigger, and I'm like, man. I used to run eight miles a day, and I used to have this thing. Like, what's up, you know? Uh, then life come around, and next thing I know, my guards are down. I'm eating, and I'm overeating, and I'm doing a lot of stuff. Are you with me? And look, this thing is between you and God. I don't care who looks at my life and says, "Hey, well, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing this." Huh, well, I'm sure if you got before God, you need to be doing a lot of things too. And if you was not busy looking at me, you might be busy doing that. And let me tell you another thing. If you would work on yourself, you would get much further than trying to look at everybody and work on them. You can't fix them. You can speak godly counsel into somebody's life, but there's always a time and a place. How you say something, remember we talked about this, right? How you say something is everything. If you don't come in love, you might as well just, what, listen, don't speak, like, be slow to speak. Right? All right, so look, what we're learning here is in order to come into this place of self-control, we need to fill up on the word. We need to fill up on, uh, man, have you ever took the K-Love challenge? I don't care who you are or how much you don't like uh, godly music on a regular basis. You need to take that challenge because you need to see how this music affects you. It affects you tremendously. And you're wondering why you're struggling with your thoughts. You're struggling with everything because what you put into your mind is continual garbage. You know it and I know it because I've listened to it. Matter of fact, I still can quote Project Pat. You don't, don't get me started. Are y'all with me? Look, from the sixth grade, y'all, it's still right there. Right? Praise God, I meditate on the Lord, right? And I meditate on the Word, right? That now I focus on those things. Um, not that I'm perfect at it either. Uh, but I have learned to kind of be quiet when I'm mad. I try to. Uh, sometimes I, mm, I'm on my growth. Y'all, are y'all with me? Say, I'm on my growth, y'all. I'm on my growth. I love y'all. I'm on my growth. Uh, and But what I'm saying, this is your job. This is your relationship with the Lord to exercise yourself to godliness. Don't look at everybody else and get discouraged because uh, you're not like them. You have no idea. Sometimes they're dealing with stuff. They're just hiding. It. You see what I'm saying? Because they got to look perfect or they'll get picked apart by the crowd, right? Are you with me? So we all have situations that we deal with. It's all in how you deal with them. Uh, and those who are Spiritual, restore those who are weak with a spirit of gentleness, right? All right, let's keep moving. Keep moving. Um, Listen to this. If you do not effectively control your emotions and thoughts, they will control you. I'm going to read it again. If you do not effectively control your emotions and thoughts, they will control you. And not only that, you will be controlled by others along with your environment. You know, people like Paul the Apostle are strange to us because everything in the world didn't even bother them. 
To us, that's like, what is going on here? But this, this fruitful growth of faith, what I'm telling you, they exercised themselves to this place where the world couldn't take their joy. Are you with me? Uh, and if you don't learn to control your emotions and bring your thoughts into subjection, you're going to be like a city with its walls down. Everything uh, the enemy throws at you, he's going to take over your city. Are you with me? This is very important, man, that we take this this journey and learn to uh, subdue our flesh, have dominion over it, take our thoughts captive, quit putting garbage in our mind so we can grow effectively in the things of the Lord. The enemy would love nothing more than to steal your mind from you. Right? Are you with me? Praise God. <clears throat> Go to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6, and I'm going to try to end with this real quick. I have a lot more to say, but I don't think I'm going to go there. Um, somebody say, timing is everything. When to say something and when not to say something is pretty important. Uh, now, this is Paul who is mentoring young Timothy, and Timothy was a, a pastor, right? Uh, of, of of a church that Paul had planted. Are you all with me? Uh, and in a lot of his instructions, he says a lot of things. But in uh, chapter 4, verse 6, he says, If you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith. Somebody say the words of faith. And of the good doctrine. <laughs> which you have carefully followed. But reject, but reject profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself. Somebody say exercise yourself. Exercise yourself toward godliness. For bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable in all things. Now, I know y'all been at the gym lately and trying to get it together. I know I'm trying, right? Which is a good discipline, you know, to exercise, right? It, it promotes good health. But what Paul is saying here, that's, that's good. But what he's saying is if you exercise yourself to godliness, it's profitable in all things. Somebody say, I'm spiritually swole. I might, I might be a little overweight, but look, I'm, I've been working out in the spirit, right? Um, so what he's telling Timothy is, is instruct the brethren in, in these things, in the words of faith and of good doctrine, which you have carefully followed, which was set as an example uh, well, by his grandmother and by Paul, right? Are you with me? Uh, it's a long story. Timothy's grandmother first had this faith that was in her. Uh, but reject profane and old wives' fables. Uh, and I, I don't really want to get into all the environment of Jewish Gnosticism and all the things that were pre prevalent in, in, in his day. Uh, because there was a lot, just like there's a lot of doctrine out here right now, a lot of this doctrine out here right now is actually just reemerging old things that were in the days of Paul, worded different. It was all there. The Eastern, Eastern traditions, uh, uh, Gnosticism, salvation by knowledge, Stoicism, which is a very interesting thing when we're talking about self-control. I actually enjoy reading a lot of the writings of Stoicism. And what I figured out was the common element that was missing from all of these doctrines was the Lord. They have no hope because they trust in themselves. Are you all with me? Uh, I, I don't want to dig into these things, but man, a lot of these practices are very interesting. But then you get to the core of it and you're like, um, it's just you by yourself, all by yourself. Right. And us as Christians, let's talk about this real quick. Um, meditation. How many seen the rise of meditation and all these things, right? Uh, and I'm not going to say they're necessarily bad, but I am going to tell you this. We meditate on the things of the Lord. 
mindless meditation is is not a good thing. What we focus on the Lord. Are you with me? That's as far as I'm gonna go with it. We meditate on the Word of God and on the things of God. Uh, but I'm telling you, every single thing that's emerging today, even Stoicism is making a comeback. Uh, and I, I, I'm impressed with a lot of the writings of the Stoic philosophers. This was a dominant belief uh, in Paul's day. And I'm going to tell you, Martin Luther, the reformer, this was a dominant belief in his day. Uh, where he would beat himself and lay out in the snow and all these things, you know, trying to bring his body into subjection, right? Are y'all with me? Man, I'm trying. Somebody say he's trying. Uh, but yeah, so one of the greatest revelations Martin Luther ever received was understanding that all the stuff that the Roman Catholic Church had adopted that come from Stoicism and knowledge and all these other things, the knowledge that gave him uh, this revelation was salvation by faith through grace. Let me tell you something. That man, Martin Luther, would lay there in the snow, right? Trying to crucify his flesh physically. Are y'all with me? And he would he lived this harsh life trying to be like this uh, Roman Catholic monk and do all these things. He would whip himself uh, in penance and trying to appease God. And what he figured out one day, when he read the book of Ephesians, we are saved by grace through faith. Are y'all with me? And once he's seen that, you, you got to understand, that was a revolutionary thought in his day. Today, that's, that's like what we're all built on. The Word has even become uh, almost a side note to us. Faith, 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 faith. You understand what I'm saying? But to him, it was the greatest revelation of the world because it was that faith that set his soul on fire. Are you with me? Because he understood that he was saved by what God did. Are you with me? This is a big deal. This appeased his heart. Are y'all with me? So anyway, I, I took a rabbit trail. But I want to read these few scriptures real quick, and I'll read them to you. For the Lord... <coughs> oh, well, I didn't get my water today. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. This is Psalms 84. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Psalms 11, or 111. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments and his praises endure forever. Proverbs 19. The fear of the Lord leads to life. And he who has it will abide in sanctification, or satisfaction, excuse me. He will not be visited with evil. Proverbs chapter 22. Uh, by humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor of life. Uh, and all of these are a uh, side note in my Bible. It, it connects everything in the Bible to what's being said by Paul right here. And basically he's saying, exercise yourself toward godliness, for bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things. Having promise of life that now is, and of that which is to come. This is a faithful saying, and worthy of all acceptance. For to this end we both labor and suffer reapproach. Why? Because we trust in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of those who believe. These things command and teach. And basically the connections that are made to what he is saying in this scripture is that godliness is profitable for all things. And it's connecting these Old Testament scriptures. And uh, let's look at it again. No good thing will he withhold from he who walks uprightly. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. The fear of the Lord leads to life. And he who has it will abide in satisfaction. He will not be visited with evil. 
By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Um, just to close this message out, I want you to understand something. And if you've been here through a few of my messages, how many knows you can be filled with a lot of things? If you've been here through my message, you, you would know from previous messages that you could be filled with anger. You could be filled with wrath. You could be filled with jealousy. You can be filled with bitterness. You could be filled with all these things. See, but what has happened is you're like a city with its gates broken down. And when you're filled with all these things, you're controlled by your environment. And let me tell you somebody, somebody who effectively understands this can control you. If you're always led by your emotions, you will be controlled. Are you with me? How many, how many okay, like, for instance, uh, you, I go to prison. Uh, I've, I've been to prison to hear these things a lot. Well, if she didn't do this, uh, I wouldn't be in jail right now. Right? Are you all with me? Uh, because what has happened is he got filled with rage or whatever over jealousy and done done something that landed him in prison. But, you know, he's relating it to the fact that if she wouldn't have done this, I wouldn't be here right now. Well, bro, if you wouldn't have done what you did, you wouldn't be here right now. Right? But he got filled with jealousy. Right? So it caused him to act. So he was led by his emotions. Right? What it is, a wise thing for one to bring your emotions into check. It, I mean, we all need to do this self-check, right? Exercise ourselves to godliness. Number one, bring every thought captive into obedience into Christ. Man, my advice is be slow to speak and quick to listen. Are you with me? Man, I've learned that's helped me a lot, man, because... A lot of times when I want to say something, sometimes I slip up, man. I'm just like you. Uh, a lot of times I want to say something, and then I don't say it. And then 20 minutes later, I'm glad I didn't say it. Are y'all with me? Come on now. Huh? Is it not better to rule over your own emotions? Because other anything else, you're a slave still. You're a slave to your environment. You're a, a slave to people. Right? Especially if you love somebody that is extremely dysfunctional, right? Uh, like, have you ever seen these relationships where somebody loves somebody, but they obviously don't love them because they keep beating them and doing all these things? You know what I'm saying? Uh, they're controlled by these emotions. Are you with me? Um, so, man, we have a choice, right? And we have to make our resolve up front. What we're going to be, who we're going to be, what we're going to say, what we're going to do uh, in certain, certain circumstances, right? And we put our trust in the Lord and know that God will deliver us in times of trouble. But number one, we might be headed to prison for doing the right thing. Are you with me? But how many knows that ain't the end of the story? And God has a plan. So even what it costs you, it doesn't matter what it costs you in the world. Because you can be content in the Lord no matter what state you're in. If you really learn to rule over your emotions and really learn to let the spirit have foothold in your life, because the fruit of the spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, self-control. Are y'all with me? So really, by not following the spirit, we're living a miserable life and bringing it upon ourselves. Right? Because we're being filled with the things of the world and controlled by our emotions. Are you with me? Uh, so this is just a, a thought check, you know, and something to think about. Like I said, this is between you and God, man. Uh, I'm not going to stand with you on that day. <laughs> the Lord is going to stand with you. Uh, and you will give an account for everything you, you do here. That's a, a day of reckoning as well. Right. So anyways, man, make a resolve. Start setting disciplines for yourself. 
good, healthy disciplines. I am not the person that likes discipline. Uh, I am a very free character that didn't see the purpose of somebody who does something by discipline. To me, that was religious and uh, whatever until I learned that my freeness is actually my change sometimes. Are you with me? So a good resolve, man. Wake up in the morning. Now, this is between you and God. Pray. Study your word. Listen to praise music. Are y'all with me? If you can do these three things and just make it a discipline in your life, uh, it's going to help you a lot. Are you with me? What's up? You with me? You with me, Skyler? Yeah, you have music listen. Praise God. All right, well, I love y'all. Anybody got anything? We're going to call it a day. Uh, y'all ready to go conquer the world? You got to conquer yourself first. Praise God. Y'all with me? All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much just for uh, the opportunity um, to speak, Lord God. The the life lessons that we go through, Lord. And uh, I pray that you just be with each and every one of us as we take this journey, Lord God, and put you first in our life, Lord, and help us to grow strong in what is good and what is right, even when the world turns upside down and everything gets backwards, Lord God. I pray that you just teach us to stand and know your peace, Lord God, and to have your peace in all circumstances, Lord. Deliver to us this fruit of the Holy Spirit, self-control. Lord, give us this mastery over our own self, Lord God, that we can walk in your ways, Lord, be wise in everything we do and everything we say. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Love y'all.